0: tells us in Hebrews 9 that sacrifices were given again and again and over and over and over before you, but that your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, entered into that holy place not offering a blood sacrifice of goats or animals, but his own precious blood that we may be cleansed, that our consciousness might be made anew, and Lord, that we might be able to live free new lives, reborn in Christ. And so, God, what can we possibly give to repay? Nothing, nothing at all. But, Lord, we return to you this collection, this offering, and we dedicate it to you, and we pray, Lord, that you would use it to multiply and to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in Germantown, in uh, Montgomery County, and to the ends of the earth, Lord, proclaiming your great goodness and love and faithfulness and Lord that you would hold back judgment for those that would come humble ourselves and to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior God we thank you this morning and we pray that you would speak through uh, your servant and our sister Connie this morning speak a good word Lord a challenging word a convicting word uh, a word of truth into our lives this morning we pray in Jesus name and all God's children said amen. amen amen please be seated
1: Thank you. This morning, our scripture reading is coming from Psalms 42 and 43. Uh, these Psalms are part of a group that, that are scattered throughout the, the book of Psalms known as the Laments. And I oftentimes have looked at them as kind of a downer when I've been reading through Scripture. But thanks to Pastor Pete and his assignment, and I got a different perspective on the psalm as I started digging into it and, and hearing what the Holy Spirit had to say through it. We're taking these psalms together because there is a common refrain and for some reason they separated them I don't know but the Holy Spirit spoke to me through both of them and I'm going to share both of them with you this morning so hear the word of the Lord to the choir master a miscal to the son of Korah as a deer pants for flowing streams so pants my soul for you O God my soul my soul thirsts for God, the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of god with glad shouts and songs of, of praise a multitude keeping festival why are you cast down O my soul and why are you in turmoil within me hope in god for i shall again praise him my salvation and my god my soul is cast down within me therefore i remember you from the land of jordan And of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Vindicate me, O God. Defend my cause against ungodly people. From the deceitful and unjust man deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill. And to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to the God of my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. The word of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, I just ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, that I would remember by your Holy Spirit the things that you would have me remember and by your Holy Spirit speak what you would have me speak. I ask this for also ask for hearts to receive in the mighty name of Jesus. As a young Christian, I was taught that prayer is a conversation. It's a conversation with our God, our Father, our Friend, our Redeemer. My mentors suggested that I sit down in my living room with an empty easy chair and start to talk with God. Not to God, but with God. So often when we pray, we talk to God, and then we scamper off to our next activity, whatever it might be, not taking the time to listen, not taking the time to let God answer us. Often we are looking for a magic formula to get our wishes rather than looking for a deeper more mature relationship with our re- creator, redeemer and sustainer. Some believe that if they don't say exactly the right things in the right order in the right position that God will not hear their hear and answer their prayers. But do all those things matter? God does not answer our prayers based on When we pray, or where we are, what position we're in, or even the order of our words. Some of us can speak eloquently and beautifully, and some of us can barely string a sentence together. And that's where I feel like I am at times. But God will hear us. In 1 John, John writes, have this confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have our re- the request that we have asked of him. We need to have confidence when we come to God. We need to ask according to his will. In John 14, Jesus tells his disciples, and through them us, whatever you ask in my name, I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. God answers prayers based on whether they are asked according to his will and if they're asked in the name of Jesus. Paul in Philippians says, Do not be anxious for about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. But there are times that we are distressed. There are times in our lives that we feel that our prayers are bouncing off a brass ceiling. We find ourselves in predicaments similar to our psalmist. As the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? my tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all day long where is your God can you imagine that deer that little deer searching for a pool of cool water to quench her thirst the psalmist in his prayer is like that braying deer a deer in, in a drought-stricken land that has no relief in sight. We cannot live without water. Its lack, quicker than most any other thing except for breath and air, become a desperate need. Our souls cannot live without God. That is true of every human soul, from the ancient Israelite To the postmodern Christian many do not understand that thirst that drives their lives a thirst for God who created us to be in relationship with him the psalmist recognizes his need for God throughout his prayer we hear his need he is distressed due to the forced absence from the temple where God was worshiped why we don't know. He may have been a captive in a far off land. And he asked, when shall I come and appear before God? He's far from Jerusalem, and he feels that he is far from God. He still believes that God is everywhere, that God is with him. After all, we're reading his prayer. Being away from home has depressed him. It causes him to feel that God is absent. On top of that, he's a son of Korah. He's not able to do what he's been trained for, he's not able to do his job. He was a temple musician. I'm sure each one of us can find something in our own lives that we can relate to the psalmist's feelings. The psalmist gives us a clue as to how to pray when our spirits have been broken by the circumstances of life. The psalmist is not surrounded by understanding brothers and sisters. He's surrounded by unbelievers who taunt him with the challenge, where is your God? And he repeats that taunt twice. So it must have hurt. There were no two... Atheist in our psalmist days. True atheism didn't arise until Greek philosophy was, was well established. So the taunt doesn't mean that God does not exist. The taunt more means that your God has abandoned you. Your God can't do it. It's meant where is your God when you need him? Where is your God now? In his conversation with God, the psalmist remembers going up to Jerusalem to the temple with the crowds to celebrate the holy days. He mem- remembers leading the procession and singing the praises to God. For many Christians, some of them some of their very best memories are worshiping with other believers. Perhaps at the special holiday season, such as Christmas Christmas and Easter. The absence of the good times and remembering them contribute to his depression. There is a proper way to remember joyous and festive times. We use them to remember God's past acts as an encouragement to help us to believe that he will act for us again. The refrain, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God, expresses both the despondency and the hope at the same time. The refrain could be seen as a courageous person's attempt to draw themselves out of the ugly mood that they're in. But that overlooks the liturgical nature. The psalmist uses the refrain to confess that his mind and his consciousness have been shaped by the world around him and by the society and circumstances that do not support faith. When he confesses it, he is refocusing his mind on God, as who is both known and experienced in the praises of the community, in the community of believers where God is present. In Matthew 5, Jesus teaches us that those who thirst after righteousness are blessed because it is the thirst that brings the, us to the justifying presence of God. In John 4, Jesus reveals himself as the source of water that satisfies the thirst of the soul. The real nature nature of our soul's disquiet is our thirst for God. The Psalms turn us toward worship that include praise and the sacraments and the preaching of the word through which the Lord is present in our midst. In Psalm 42, verse 7, the Psalm's water motif turns another direction. Instead of dryness, we now have waterfalls and breakers crashing over the psalmist's lives as the life trials cra- overwhelm him. He is overwhelmed by the powers of darkness and evil. Yet he speaks of the Lord's Hesed, his steadfast love. Hesed is Hebrew is a Hebrew word for the covenant love of God. His covenant love that will never leave us, never forsake us. It refers to the faithful love and action of God. His covenant relationship with Israel. It is God's loyalty to that covenant. His love for his people, his faithfulness, to keep his promises. The psalmist adds, the night song is his song with me. A prayer to my God, to the God of my life. A sense of brightness has been restored to his heart. Like the psalmist, we find ourselves in that awful contradiction of saying, you are my rock immovable and unchanging in love. But then, on the other hand, why have you forgotten me? We feel the world is taunting us with, that God of yours who lives up in that temple or over there in Nielsville. why doesn't he save you now? The psalmist is depressed. He feels abandoned. He isn't hiding it. His response is to call God to mind. You, God, for you're my only hope, even where I am now. With the attacks of the ungodly, the deceitful, wicked people overwhelming him, maybe even the same people who taunted him earlier. He turns to the prayer of supplication of asking God to vindicate him and defend him. We can relate to this, since it's not unusual for us who try to live for God to be unjustly accused, attacked, and slandered. John 15, Jesus tells us, You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world that is why the world hates you if they persecuted me they will persecute you also it is an unusual person who will not occasionally be depressed by the malicious and hurtful treatment but the psalmist challenges himself to do what he knows his his spiritual self knows should be done